Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You can be the most worthless Republican in America, but if you kiss the ring, he'll say you're wonderful. That was a quote from Ron DeSantis a week ago. Now the Florida governor made headlines abruptly canceling appearances on several Sunday morning political shows and then later in the day canceled his campaign for president. Where does it leave him? And where is the race on the Republican side now? And joining us, he is back with us, as always, the director of the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. It is John Shaw. John, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Tom. Ron DeSantis finished essentially tied for second in Iowa. Why did he leave the race before New Hampshire, John? Well, I think uh, Governor DeSantis will join a fairly long list of presidential candidates whose candidacies peaked the day they announced and then kind of went downhill. And I think in the case of DeSantis, he had put enormous resources into the Iowa caucuses, uh, finished a very, very distant second, uh, spent a little time in New Hampshire, realized he wasn't going to do much there, went down to South Carolina. And then I think he, he basically met with his supporters and particularly his uh, campaign funders and realized there just really was not a viable path for him to go forward and decided to uh, to pull the plug. So I think uh, it was sort of cold realism. I think the sense that he was not going to be able to mount a strong campaign going forward and uh, just kind of trying to maybe play for another day um, in the Republican world. And what a I don't know if it's startling, but quite a come down considering about a year ago, he was the one lauded as the person who could take Trump down. He brought in a ton of money from funders and some are saying he kind of squandered it all. Yeah, no one is accusing him of running a smart strategic campaign. Um, And part of his whole theory was to run effectively as Donald Trump. Um, but a younger version, someone who didn't have all of Trump's you know, legal baggage. But the problem is when you're running as sort of a Trump-like candidate, it works perfectly except when you're running against Donald Trump. And, you know, Donald Trump's supporters find elements of charisma in him that were, you know, sorely lacking in Governor DeSantis. And so Governor DeSantis, you know, just did not really find much leverage. And I heard actually one uh, some analysis this morning, and they kind of likened him to a, an Elvis impersonator and said, you know, it works really great, except if Elvis is still, you know, on the circuit. And uh, and if so, people prefer Elvis to the Elvis impersonator. So so I, I think DeSantis' theory that he could run as sort of a Trump-white candidate 
just showed itself not to be a, a winning strategy. Yeah, I hear that. So let's uh, shift the conversation to Nikki Haley. How does this help her? Does it help her, John? I think it helps her marginally. I mean, but we'll know tomorrow more. Um, you know, she has invested a lot in New Hampshire, as you and I have discussed, Tom. I mean, this was New Hampshire was the race where she needed to either defeat Trump or come very, very close. And if she loses by, you know, substantial double digits, it's hard to imagine where, really where she goes from here. I mean, the next major primary is a month from now in her home, of, her home state of South Carolina. But polls show her way, way behind Trump. So on the one hand, she might say if she, if she can do better than she expects and have a really strong second in New Hampshire, you know, maybe she stays around for a month and has, uh, you know, enjoys the national stage and tries to, you know, raise her visibility frankly, for playing for 2028 rather than expecting to go forward um, in this cycle. So uh, we'll see what happens to Governor uh, Haley, but uh, it it seems that the promise of a couple weeks ago in which she might sneak in second in Iowa and then use that to win New Hampshire, it seems like that aspiration has faded pretty significantly. Yeah, Tim Scott, uh, the senator from South Carolina, has endorsed Trump. So ahead of the South Carolina primary, that doesn't look too promising for Nikki Haley. Lots of people are kissing the ring, as Governor DeSantis said that he didn't do, but then he he did do. You know, just yesterday when he, or, you know, when he pulled out of the race. So Republicans, um, you know, of all stripes, have basically uh, decided to consolidate around Donald Trump. And let's recall, only a hundred thousand Iowans have voted. I mean, no one else has voted yet, and yet there's a lot of. Uh, Republican uh, operatives who think that the race could be over tomorrow, if uh, particularly if Trump, you know, defeats Haley pretty soundly. Well, if he does, let's uh, play this. Is it? Is it? It's not too early to play this game. Who runs with Trump? Who? Who is his running mate? Well, you know, there's all sorts of people who've been auditioning, including a lot of his candidates. I mean, that's, I guess, the other the striking thing about this race is that literally no one has really taken him on in areas of obvious weakness. And even Governor Haley, I mean, she's developed a formula in which she said, you know, for, you know, for good reasons or bad reasons, uh, Trump, you know, brings chaos with him. And that's about as far as she'll go in criticizing him. So, I mean, Haley, I guess, theoretically, is part of the mix. I, I, I doubt it. Um, there are several Republican governors who have been, you know, angling to be on the ticket, uh, several Republicans in Congress. So, so yeah, there's a lot of people who uh, think that uh, they'd like to be uh, Donald Trump's vice president. And um, we will find out in the coming weeks. I mean, I suspect Trump will have some sense of theater and not be too quick to disclose his running mate. But he's broken all rules of American politics, so it'd be hard to hold him to this one. Back to Ron DeSantis for a moment. He uh, seemingly has been very popular in his home state of Florida. And one of the reasons people felt he could successfully take on Donald Trump. But does this poor showing... Um, does this, do you think, impact his political power in Florida, or do they know him or like him well enough that it won't make a difference? I mean, I think it, it has to hurt him in Florida some um, in terms of just, you know, him entering the race is just a really strong, seemingly, uh, you know, national figure. So I think it hurts him some in Florida. I think it hurts him more nationally because I, you know, I remember talking to Republicans a year ago and said, this guy is the person who's going to take us to the next generation. And, you know, he's the leader for the future. 
And his campaign, you know, was was conducted so poorly that I think a lot of people will have second thoughts about uh, supporting him and funding him in the future. So I think he's been damaged some in Florida and significantly nationally. John Shaw with the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute. He is the director there at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. We enjoy these conversations. Stay in touch with us as the political world continues to follow this election season. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 